0: To go to school and sure. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These
1: evil invisible parasites. Satan worshipping freemason morons.
0: We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of here, Rick! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this big Guy? Is this what big Guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. <laughs> Please go outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do this bit Well, I ain't spending any time, mate. Like Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes.
1: And I'm Joel Hill, and this week we are looking at the shady-as-fuck private military contractor Wagner Group, and its leader, mm. Yevgeny Prigozhin. Is that right? That's how you say it? Yevgeny
0: Prigozhin. So
1: this is basically a Russian mercenary group that has exploited internal unrest in countries in Africa and the Middle East to relieve them of their oil, gold, and gas, which is money, basically, but they're doing them a favour.
0: Yeah, South America too. And it all comes back to money in the end, money and power, but what happens when idiots have all the money and the power? Well, lots of people tend to die.
1: Yes, they do, yes, yes,
0: yes. And this time it culminated in what is being called by many as a coup attempt, but by experts as a mutiny. I would say failed insurrection. Yep, but I'd yep. call it a little bit brave and a lot of very, very stupid. Prigozian sent his poorly paid mercenaries, some of them just released from prison yes, murder blues, uh, to Moscow to fuck with Putin and his fancy digs at the Kremlin or his Dasher between the Kremlin and St. Petersburg. We've all heard of suicide by cop, but this is suicide by president.
1: It really is. And a nasty
0: one at that. Yeah,
1: it really is. Don't don't go, he's got a gun. Yeah, he does, like 15,000 of them. So, yeah, the Wagner Group almost made it to Moscow. They really did. It was wild scenes. But the Wagner Group is interesting in itself. It has a history of denial. But -hmm. not only that. The reason it's named the Wagner Group is after Richard Wagner, the famous composer who wrote that big, long opera about rings, the Nibelungs and whatnot. I don't know. Mm. But he's also a massive fucking Nazi. Yeah, And it's believed that one of the Wagner Group founders, Dmitry Yutkin, was not only a big old Nazi, but liked to show off about it with a big old bunch of Nazi tattoos. And mm. he liked Wagner because of his music, but also his distaste for Jews. Mm. And I'm not sure which one of those is more motivating for him you know
0: yeah. one or two one of those hand in glove things and why the fuck does it keep coming back to nazis Joe? frustrating didn't we do that already is yes. it done now can we yes. move on from fucking nazis please
1: i don't understand
0: now, moving very bloody far away from Nazis at the top of the show, we are going to be more like Wagner, well, more like Simeon Boykov, and ask you for money. I get it. Unlike, unlike Boykov, we aren't going to spend it on Twinkies and car repayments. Well, oh. not car repayments. And Simeon gets a car and doesn't repay. No, <laughs> he make he the doesn't payments.
1: make car repayments. No, no, he's not famous for it. No, it's it's in public record that he doesn't, though. No, we, we like
0: are definition. asking, we have, we have got the begging bowl out because uh, we've got a very good cause. Um, so please get your wallet out and tap in some digits to build a house in Vanuatu. Yes, it's a bit of a random ask, but it's good and it's legit.
1: Yes, it comes from trusted sources. And of course, while you're at it, go buy some beer. Not just any beer, CB oh. Co Beer, the official beer of the Conditioner <laughs> Release Program. I am trying to create a Pavlovian response where every time you hear a chin crack, In the podcast, or basically any time in your life, you think of CB Co. I'm
0: salivating right now,
1: but then I normally do. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm going to make this happen because I'm going to fucking train you for it. So even better, in this situation, every time you hear a tin crack, you blindly walk into a bottle and you buy some of their delicious beer and you keep our sponsorship happening. Must have Australian IPA. And this is just to hear the tin crack. And the great thing about this is that while the tin crack is the only thing that now makes you feel emotions, the tin cracks are really satisfying because CB Co carbonate their beer to a degree that all beer right, should be carbonated. All right. Jesus beer Christ should old. be carbonated.
0: Jesus Christ. So tin old. cracks are satisfying. Did you just turn actual an actual charity into a plug for your beer sponsor.
1: Yes I did. Yes I did. And I'm totally fine. Am I going to hell for that?
0: Yeah no look you can put fifty dollars into our Vanuatu fund and you might buy yourself out of eternal pineapple penetration in the fires of hell. Ah, like an indulgence, a Catholic indulgence. Cool. So look we we
1: won't beg you for money this episode because we'd rather you give it to our mates across the pond in Vanuatu. But don't you worry we will be back with that hat out soon. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, we will look. That's just normal. And, and as for the recent pause in programming, Joel was to blame at first. Apparently, was, he was working very hard. I was. Gee, he was just telling me all about how hard he was working and
1: uh, laboring, blah, and blah. And
0: he got a cold, which to me seems like a poor excuse for a man with no work work it, ethic and well, vaccine induced AIDS. And Well, I mean, hard, that's how you get the cold. Pete Evans did try to warn you about that, Joel. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once he snapped out of his self-induced coma, something very shitty happened. My mother passed away. Yeah. It's been a mixture fair. of grief and admin as I balance the emotional impact of losing my mother with the absolute horror of dealing with the, all the admin. Funeral directors, sorry, celebrants of life, a needy bastards, but most of it should be wrapped up in a week or so and we can get on with things. Onward and upward.
1: Yeah, that's at the spirit. Now, look, I know it was coming, but still condolences, man. I really do. It sucks. And- I'm a little bit angry because she did die minutes before we're about to record this episode, the last time.
0: Literally five
1: minutes, yeah. Fucking so quickly. But, look, I think that was a touching considerate, but at the same time, I can't stay angry at her because she (laughs) made you. And I think all of our podcast listeners can say a very big thanks to Mother Hoisted for making you because the podcast wouldn't have happened without her. So we right. have her to thank for this episode. All right, John. And all alright other right, John. Ones- No,
0: the fifty the fifty's not gonna do it anymore. You're gonna ha- have to you're gonna have to throw in a bit more than a fifty to, to stay away from pineapple from pineapple hell. I tried to soften the joke, it didn't work. Oh well, on with the show. On with the show. Now uh, our, our, many of our listeners will know of Rob uh, and we interviewed Rob on one of the programs. He was a, um, a survivor of uh, child sexual assault uh, mm-hmm. at, uh, 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 from a teacher at uh, Trinity Grammar in New South Wales and all of the difficulties uh, uh, that Rob experienced as a result of that trauma uh, was amplified by the school uh, being pretty bloody hard assed about uh, any form yes. of compensation, declaring yes. it wasn't their responsibility. Uh, he was abused off campus, all this kind of stuff.
1: The and episode is well worth. Oddly, en-
0: o- oddly enough, uh, oddly enough, uh, got got uh, got through the um, got through the uh, New South Wales Supreme Court. Now Rob is a good mate of mine. I've got I've got to know him very very well after he told me his story a number of years ago, and he and I remain in. in in touch and he got hold of me and said, hey, Jack, I'm on a fundraising drive to help my best friend of 30 years in Vanuatu, Joe Gibson, build a proper safe home for him and the rest of his family. And he just goes on to say that Joe and me met when I got talking In the grounds of a resort after five minutes he said you're the first white guy who ever said more than a hello or a good night to me there's a lot in that joe is a friend who taught me resilience through a lot of the dark days he has a small block of family land and i'm trying to raise five thousand dollars to get the slab walls and roof up if you can help he said i've included the builder build Joe a house account details um, and thought you might pass it on to Joel or just contribute from the podcast. And that's what we're doing because that's we know do. our listeners are generous people. That's uh, right. We're going to put a whole bunch of stuff on, uh, up, on, the, um, uh, up, on the, up on our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, we'll put um, it on the ship Photographs of the family, no. um, uh, photographs of the building site. Uh, I'll put their- it on Twitter.
1: I don't do Twitter anymore, but I'll do it anyway.
0: Yeah, I'll link, I'll link from my Twitter account to the yeah. Facebook page and so in. forth. So you'll be, be able to see it. And just to give you some background, Joe Gibson in Vanuatu, he's 50 years of age, he's the patriarch of a family of 19, oh, including five daughters, number of grandchildren. I've kind of lost count there. Um, yeah. They all live together in what can be described as a ghetto on the outskirts of Port Villa in Vanuatu. That's right. They have one main room, some bedrooms built as lean-tos with sarongs hanging in doorways. Their only privacy Fuck and man. nothing but mud floors. Oh. No running water, no electricity. No. And you can imagine what it is like when it rains. And Fuck it rains us. a lot in Vanuatu and they have yeah. a lot of cyclones. And that's the next point. They lost their shack during the recent cyclones and scavenged to rebuild what they could. They have no running water, no lights and cook over an open fire. Joe walks, to our, walks two hours to work six days a week to oh. the Warwick La Lagon, which is a resort where yeah, he plays in a band that welcomes visitors and plays a role as a tribal chief at night. He walks two hours home because the bus fare, about $2 each, would eat into his pay, which is about, I oh, check this out, it's just not $2 Australian an hour. That's the, fucking that's, hell. That's uh, that's the uh, minimum wage in Vanuatu.
1: That's like saying your bus well, fare it's is actually the average
0: dollars It's about the average for work. Work is two dollars an hour.
1: Jesus Christ. So look, as we said before, listeners may remember Jack's interview of Rob as a survivor of child sexual abuse at the hands of these fucking predatorial pedophile teachers.
0: Well, one teacher was, in particular, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, teacher, but while he was attending school at Sydney's Trinidad Grammar. Yeah. Like just, yeah. just attending school. Yeah, sexually abused, going so.
0: on camps at the Trinity Grammar deemed was not their responsibility. But he's also a very trusted friend of the podcast. Uh, look, Rob told me that going to Vanuatu was the only time he felt his PTSD lose his grip. He didn't know he had PTSD at the time, but being in Vanuatu helped.
1: That's fucking and, nice. And
0: Rob, as we said, has known Joe for thirty years since one of his earliest visits to Vanuatu. Um, Rob's aim is to build Joe and his family a concrete slab on which they can start building a house from local timber and Besser blocks, which are used widely in Vanuatu. They've done the costings and I've seen the costings and and reckon that will cost $5,000. Rob has kicked off a fund. And, and uh, it is called the Bill Joa House Bank Accounts, an ANZ bank account held in Australia. Uh, we'll repeat these numbers and we'll also put them on uh, We'll put them in the media. show
1: notes. We'll put on the social media. We'll make sure that you don't have to rely on this. Yeah, we'll you don't anyway. have to
0: run and get a pen. But if you do. If you've got a, a pen. If you've got a pen, the BSB is 013711 and the account number is 151445656.
1: We'll make that more palatable.
0: Now, I had a look at the account uh, and uh, and spoke with Rob today, and there's about $2,000 in it. Um, Rob says, I already know how generous uh, your listeners are, but I think if we can get over five grand uh, and with every additional dollar. So there's five to give you the bare minimum. That's a roof over the head and some running water from tanks, from a tank. If we go over five, then we get a bigger tank. And if we get up towards ten, maybe some solar, you know, maybe electricity. So this is one of these cases where it, just a little bit of money will do so, so much far. good Put so us, far I'm, when you look at the photos of the of the little kids you know and and there's many of them scuttling around this property uh, living in the barest of circumstances i know you want to give
1: I mean, look, I was reading the Peter Singer book, The Life You Saved Today, because I was on the train coming up north, and it talks uh, very much about this whole like, effective altruism and giving money to causes that matter. This is one that makes sense. Um, and look, if you really dig deep and you want to get something from it, Peter Singer says you should be very, very much anonymously donating for the sake of donating. But if you want to get that bump, you want to get that joy, tell us about it, and we'll not only shamelessly broadcast your generosity on the show, but we'll just like say a message if you want. We will be your whores. So if you want to throw some good money in there, send us a message, and we'll mm. just say something just just for the fun of it. Because hey, we'll, it's a we'll, good we'll. part.
0: We will do anything. And in fact, I'm not going we'll do, to shame Joel hauls. into uh, $50 or maybe even 100 to avoid pineapple pain. No, I'm uh, definitely going to be paying for that one because um, that joke but, was shit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm weighing in with my with my, uh, with my my funds that you, our listeners, through the Patreon um, will do. And so I'm, I'm putting in a month there. That'll help. Joel can do whatever he likes. I'm not going to, to shame him into specializing- The reason
1: why I've been so late with the podcast is to be working so much. So I do have some spare cash. So I'm going to throw it in.
0: So yeah, so so we'll get it done. You can help us get this done. Like I say, two thousand dollars already in the bank, five thousand required for the bare minimum. Let's see what we can do. If we can to get to the get them more a bigger a bigger tank.
1: What is it? What does it do even in Australia? Some solar, yeah, you know, it's, to it's light a, up the house. It's uh, a big difference for nothing. Uh, what, it's it doesn't
0: such it, a small amount of money.
1: It doesn't buy you a grass of patch in Marrickville. But it will change their lives. So it let's will just
0: change do that. every single one of these nineteen people's lives. Living under the mm-hmm. under one roof, and the one roof at the moment is literally, and you'll I mean you'll see it from the photos, is literally just corrugated iron that's been that's been that's been, that's been, um, been found from scrap after the last cyclone. So let's build them something substantial, something that will stand them, this this large family of 19 people in Vanuatu. Let's build them something uh, that that can help their kids grow in in a stable sort of environment. It's a loving family, uh, but they don't have the roof over their head, so let's get it
1: No, Okay, well, let's give these guys one opportunity because this episode is probably going to make it feel even more important because we're going to talk about poor people being exploited hard by terrible terrible people terrible so
0: terrible people who are all billionaires is,
1: this may very well be a prompt to uh take action because i'll tell you what this episode is an amazing right and i hated doing it because it's fucked let's move into the deeper dive on the wagner group
0: i, I still haven't worked it out yet and if you
1: haven't worked it out keep asking the question and keep looking for the answers Because it's irrelevant. So the Wagner Group is a private military contractor, which is a nice way of saying basically a bunch of mercenaries, an organised bunch of mercenaries, really. Mercenaries are often seen in the movies as being sort of decked out with cool tactical gear and paid a fortune to jump into these sort of sketchy, often African war zones and kill a bunch of people for weird American interests. They're bad guys. Mm. These ones are being paid about $1,000 a month. Yeah. So that might give you an idea of how the quality of mercenary we're talking about here, but it's not a part of the Russian government. It's not. Well, apparently Mm. it's
0: not. The best way of thinking of it is that it is an international criminal cartel.
1: Well, yes, but also- There's direct links to the Russian government. But, uh, look, we don't want to say that too bluntly because we'll get an umbrella in the armpit. So while the Americans will happily pay groups like Blackwater, who change their name to Z, and then to Academy, I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't keep up with their rebranding. But but the thing is, like, small massacres of civilians, they do harm to the valuable brand they have. It's a real shame. So they got to rebrand over time. They, They send them out to do their dirty work. The US does this, and it's that sort of classical neoliberal privatization motive, you know, cut costs, reduce responsibility. It's bullshit. But a little bit of torture on the side, if the mood calls for it, is nice to be able mm. to do it. If Absolutely you have to. brutal. Absolutely you know, brutal. Blackwater are fucking assholes, so let's not give them a free pass on this one. But the Wagner Group are sent all over the world into places experiencing civil unrest where they will protect government forces or maybe rebel forces from pesky rebels or pesky government for either cold hard cash, usually on the rebel side, or on the government side lucrative cuts of natural resources, often in the form of gold gas, even fucking timber they take timber, they will do anything.
0: Uh, Wagner was founded in 2014 by Prigozhin and a bloke named Dmitry Utkin, we can say that now because it's public knowledge. Prigozhin had denied his involvement in Wagner to the point of taking legal action against investigative journalist and founder of Bellingcat, Elliot Higgins for libel and defamation over five tweets that exposed him as the man behind Wagner. Got to have a reputation first, Evgeny. <laughs> and Prigozhin employed a top-tier firm in London to prosecute mm-hmm. the case who sought to cause the journalist Elliot Higgins as much pain as possible.
1: That's documented.
0: The suit was considered a slap. That's called, uh, that's an acronym, by the way, uh, that means strategic lawsuit against public participation, which six seeks to silence journalism and public discussion with legal bullying tactics.
1: Basically, what happened was that he sued a journalist for libel and defamation and then later casually admitted that he was indeed a founder of Wagner.
0: Pride before the fall.
1: And when asked about why he sued journalists who suggested that was indeed admittedly true, he said, and I quote, in any issue,
0: there should be room for sport.
1: Mm. I mean, what a- cunt of a well, human being.
0: It's probably not the worst thing he's done, Joel. I mean, who, who, <laughs> yeah, who, who true, would true, true. believe that a man who who, who, who executed a soldier uh, with, a, um, <coughs> with a sledgehammer would not observe court orders? I mean... <laughs> Anyway, look, the Wagner Group found their feet during the Donbas uh, war in Ukraine. Uh, this is going back. Uh, this is going back now several years. Um, actually, predates the uh, the annexation of Crimea, uh, where they helped pro-Russian separatists. It's twenty fourteen. Uh, the group then moved on to a, a more global approach to profiting from civil unrest by taking part in the Syrian, Libyan, and Sudanese civil wars. They also caused trouble in the gold rich Central African Republic, caused a lot of trouble there, and Mali. They're also mm-hmm. active in South America, around Venezuela and Colombia, Joel.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're really adventurous. The Wagner Group is, as we said, named after the Nazi loved composer Richard Wagner. Big, big. The Nazis loved Richard Wagner. And Dmitry Yukin, like being a massive neo Nazi, loved Wagner too it was actually his radio call sign so when people say Wagner in Wagner in he'd say yes yes I have killed the civilians but the thing is is that Dmitry isn't just a come and go Nazi he fucking loves the Third Reich it is ridiculous how much he loves Nazism he's said to use the symbol for the the SS Nazi military unit to sign off on documents I mean apparently he also unrelated has a map of the Moscow metro on his cock so that's
0: nice. That's a big underground railway system, Joe.
1: To be honest, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a large cock and anyone who uh, goes near <laughs> it, I uh, he might I have wish a
0: prosthesis were. attached. Look, we won't go into that too I, much. I
1: left out lots of really nasty stuff we on that article because Progoshin said some shitty Do shit. Do not yeah. want
0: to get caught in those Hunter Biden uh, weeds. There, I haven't <laughs> Look, seen the
1: cocks. I'm not sure, but yeah, Hunter Biden has a great of- cock though.
0: The involvement of Wagner in the special military operation in Ukraine was said to be the denazification of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. This was the whole. This was the whole uh, Putin justification for the invasion of Ukraine yep. was to denazify it. This was yep. obviously bullshit. but Obviously, harder to swallow when you realise that one of the founders has a boner for Hitler. Uh huh. Excellent outlet. The Daily Beast saw a comment from Prigozhin about Utkin's love for the Third Reich and reported. Pragosin, in a furious comment to the Daily Beast, did not deny Utkin's peculiar way of signing Wagner documents or his apparent fond- fondness for Nazism. Instead, he said, in order to defeat Nazism, you must try it on yourself. Dimitri Utkin is trying Nazism on for fuck's sake. That's the, I what he just, said. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. That,
1: that makes no fucking sense at all. The, the thing that annoys me, about and this has annoyed me since they dot with cookers, it doesn't need to. Their target audience is these Putin sims whose cognitive dissonance prevent them from hearing the bleeding fucking obvious even when it's thrown in front of them. It's these cunts like Boycott, who are pushing the denazification line. They would know all of this stuff. Oh, Boykov would know this. And while I don't think old Simo's joining fucking Mentor anytime soon, he's not the smartest fucking boy in the playground, the sharpest tool in the shed. He knows better. But he knows his followers don't, and he pushes these lines. And that annoys the fuck out of me, just because I think dishonesty sucks. But the public image of Wagner and Russia is also shaped in the same way that the US military and intelligence are portrayed and perceived by the US public. And then it's action movies. So let's not say that Wagner is this crazy outlier that does all this crazy shit. They do but there's similarities to things that we hold dear and, let's say, normal. And yeah. these are classic hero journey shit narratives. You know Sliced you know the alone,
0: Sliced alone in, the, in the lead role is Evgeny Prigozhin.
1: To be fair, Rambo was a very anti-authoritarian film, though, so I'll bit, give them that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Look, uh, this comes from the Kremlin and also from Wagner itself. Paratet Films, a subsidiary of Wagner, owned by Prigozhin that pumps out pro-Wagner flicks is an example of straight-up vertically integrated propaganda. It must be said again, the US military has a lot of involvement in making pro-military films in Hollywood. Certainly a long history of it. The producers of Top Gun didn't rent the jets from Avis. It was a quid pro quo with Air Force, of course. Generally speaking, US filmmakers want to make pro-military propaganda, but for the box office, not necessarily to pump up the purple piss running through the American patriots' hearts.
1: You know what they're like. You know what they're fucking like. But Wagner is shown in a film named The Tourist. This is like an example. It's apparently like translated to tourist which depicts the group heading over to the Central African Republic where they become these sort of heroes in the fight against these pesky rebels and corrupt politicians, all the bad guys. They don't show the rape and the executions by sledgehammer. You know, they leave that in the cutting room floor, right, Mm.
0: you know? Mm. Yeah, one of the lines in Tourist Translated says, the Americans fight for democracy, we fight for justice. Wow, That's, that's Schwarzenegger. Right what, then, what,
1: what what is that?
0: What well, well what, um, what does like that a lot of mean, Schwarzenegger though? lines, you know what the fuck does <laughs> it, it even mean? <laughs> meaningless,
1: meaningless. And you're right, it, right. Look, uh, I think that is great. I think it's really important to get, not give us a free pass because it's not like as if military propaganda through the film industry is new. But I mean, I'm sorry, I saw that line: the Americans fight for democracy, but we fight for justice. Fuck you! Shut up! That doesn't make any sense at all. You're just saying words to make us feel emotions and hopefully not question them. So piss off! But the thing that's kind of fucked up, there's two layers to this. Apparently, there are pro-Wagner cartoons. Now, this isn't entirely shocking, considering how many pro-U.S. military cartoons there are. I mean, how many times you seen a cartoon with a fucking general in it? But I genuinely do not remember any cartoons about private military contractors. Like, when was the last Blackwater cartoon you saw? (laughs) You know? So, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if I'm giving too much rope to these guys you know?
0: No, no, I think that's right. Look, coming back to Wagner's adventurism, they definitely found a lucrative niche in exploiting civil wars and while the USA are known for doing this and profiting through predatory trade deals in the aftermath of the conflict that they helped create, Wagner does it in a fairly special way. It must be remembered that Wagner Group is mostly made up of poorly paid idiots. War crimes are fairly common in Wagner, led operations, with claims that a a lack of oversight mixed with Rank and file, full of sociopaths, has resulted in civilian massacres with the sole purpose of using terror as a weapon in, civ- in civil conflicts. One such massacre in Mali saw at least five hundred people dead over four days. Witnesses reported it was, and I quote, "armed white men who spoke an unknown language." Mm. Mm. So not French, which not English. Is- yeah, well, Mali is French speaking. It's
1: French, yeah, yeah, but like French but and English have the similarity other as well. As- language,
0: so it must be said, it wasn't a matter of Wagner just walking into a village and opening fire, which is an important detail. Yeah. It wasn't
1: just rocking up to a town, but it was a
0: military operation that yeah. showed absolutely no restraint. No, no. And the Guardian reported that Samira Daoud Amnesty International's regional director for Western Central Africa said what happened in Moura, that's in Mali, could constitute Mm -hmm. crimes under international law. I'd say that's a fairly straightforward conclusion to reach. yeah. Uh, Daoud said, while the UN notes that around 30 combatants from the armed group Katiba Messina were present in Mura on 27 March 2022, their presence can in no way justify justify the extrajudicial executions, rapes, it's always rapes, and losing committed by the armed forces against the inhabitants and stallholders trapped by their siege.
1: Yep. Yeah, so I'm just going to give a little bit of a side note here and say that there is a lot of references to rape that I've researched in this and I've left them out um, quite intentionally because they're a bit triggering for people.
0: Rape is rape is a form of terrorism. Ra- rape is. is a form of cultural terrorism.
1: I've, I've left them out uh, of this episode because I don't want our uh, our listeners to have to sort of experience that. I want yeah. to sort of um, level it off yeah, a little bit. I understand. But there's – a lot of a lot of rape in Wagner's uh, thing, and that's where I'm going to try and end it. But that is uh, that is a very very mm. large part of their use of um, fear tactic and uh, and and, uh, and horror. So Man. the Mali government, basically a military dictatorship, after a coup in 2021, has employed Wagner to help control an Islamic insurgency. It happens. It, it's happened everywhere. There's ISIS. There's all these sort of things. It, but they're a former French colony, as we said. And the French colony, the French have sort of let go of their colonies a little bit. The imperialism urges kind of worn down a well, bit. Well, the
0: French came in to assist. Uh, I just want to break away there. But the French, okay, yeah. the, the French military came in to assist, but they were made to feel very, very unwelcome. And of course, they was they were thinking, well, why are we why are we here. And so yeah, they right. they left, and in that vacuum, uh, while you had this Islamic insurgency group, perhaps most notorious for kidnapping a a a, a, a school full of uh, school girls and taking them away, classic sort of Taliban style stuff. Yeah, the, well, yes, Islamic State stuff. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, the Mali government looking around, and saying, "Hello, Wagner, come and help us."
1: Yeah, you, you seem cheap and you seem effective, but that, that actually feels a real vacuum in my research, and I appreciate you putting that in. That's really good. Um, the interesting thing is that what I found in my research is that the the, the invisible hand behind a lot of this is
0: Sergey Lavrov. Sergey Lavrov, good old Sergey. Now,
1: do you know how I know about Sergey Lavrov? The podcast, and do you know who told me about it? The guy on the other side of the mic.
0: <laughs> Sergei Lavrov.
1: You He's love just, Sergei.
0: He is just a bullish human being. I'll give you a couple <laughs> of very, very quick um, s- stories. The first, I
1: knew there'd be a couple. <laughs> the, the first one
0: was um, he had a meeting with the Australian uh, foreign minister who was then Julie Bishop, and Julie Bishop requested a glass of water, frog in the throat sort of thing. I was just wondering if I could have a glass of water. So Lavrov organised to, to pass her a, a glass of pure vodka. <laughs> um and she she drank deeply from it and almost sort of vomited and basically <laughs> You that know, is coughed not okay and spluttered all. and all that sort of stuff. And Lavrov thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever funniest seen. Funniest thing. Is ever, yeah. Lavrov now Disgusting. has the look of a man since the invasion of Ukraine, has the look of the man who used to travel the world and be a very, very powerful figure, but now knows that if he goes into the wrong parts of the world, and he has travelled to, to Turkey, he has travelled to India, but if he travelled, for example, into an EU country, he would be arrested yeah, and he just would straight be up. dragged before the Hague. If he, if he ended up in the United States and he wouldn't be going there in a hurry, uh, he would be arrested be- on federal crimes as well.
1: See how I put Lavrov in there as bait? It's going to come back.
0: It's just an, it's just another one of these sort of clod-footed Russians. I mean, but but they're, they're not. They're, don't think for a moment that that that, that Lavrov is stupid. He is cu- as no, cunning as no, a shit ass is rat. cunning is a
1: shit ass rat. Exactly, <sighs> yeah. exactly. Uh,
0: but now the walls are closing in on him. Lavrov, by the way, has 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 wealth. Uh, personal wealth valued in the billions. Yeah. And this is from a Russian foreign minister.
1: Yeah, it's so it's not exactly That's yet. how the Kremlin operate, And it's terrifying. But, okay, so, like, look, I'll just, like, draw a line through this, which is if you want to summit the Wagner Group as a, as a result, this so what we said. It's kind of like a mix between sort of the CIA and Blackwater in that sort of American sort of sense, but it's sort of managed and staffed by mostly poorly paid dead shit and sort of complete psychopaths. But as we just said before... Cunning as shithouse rats. I mean, you can't underestimate these people. And, because- uh, and also
0: bring – I'm sorry to interrupt your job, but also no, bring no. this sort of Russian cultural element to this, and that yeah. is – The the Russians and the Russian people uh, 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 have endured enormous crises, not just in the last hundred years, but but in in previous centuries. There is really no value attached to cultural, uh, to to human life. Uh, And and, and anything with just a sea of bodies is just, you know, unfortunately for many Russian people, is a shrug of the shoulders.
1: Chapter in the book. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. So, look, going back to these guys, um, they are stuffed by dead shit. And one of the great things about dead shit is they're easy to trick. So, it turns out from a lot of reporting I've read that a lot of the Wagner mercenaries, they're not even paid. They, don't, they, they just don't pay them. They say, oh, look, get on this train and they just never pay them.
0: Steal, you want something, steal it.
1: Yeah, basically. That's exactly what happens. I mean, like, you know, I'm not sure if that's said or implied, but that's exactly what happens. But they're also often promised these sort of vast fortunes in the form of a cut of the take of the resources, but it never comes. You know, like it just goes straight to Prague right. and then it goes to the Kremlin. It goes to Wagner. It goes to the military. It goes to whatever. But the thing is, like, what are you gonna do, comrade? You're gonna fucking call the cops. I mean, get <laughs> get on your fucking bike, Ivan. Fucking <laughs> piss off to the Congo and you know steal some gold. Like, go you know, shoot <laughs> someone.
0: I have a complaint. I have a complaint, President Putin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd li- I, I think this window is too high and I think it's too intact. I mean, like, come the fuck mm. on. So, look, the comparison of black run and the CIA here, it's so intentional because I want to make sure it's important not to pretend that these private military t- contractors, PMCs, some crazy new thing that russia's come up with to get around these pesky things like the geneva convention i'm not ignorant to the fact this has happened before and it'll happen again and it's not just the russians doing it but the wagner group does it in a way that really pushes the boundary of what is acceptable in a theater of war i mean i think the rules of war are kind of absurd because the whole thing is there to kill people but massacres man Uh, landmines i mean fucking landmines Landmines were used by Wagner in Libya as recently as 2020. Landmines are almost universally known as being naughty and not to be used. Wagner just, just doesn't fucking care about these human rights conventions. The can, la- I, the can, I, mines can I just in... interrupt
0: you again? And that this yeah. is part of the, the reason why the Ukrainian um, um, uh, offensive is really slowed down because um, much of the Donbass uh, and, and around the Dnipro River uh, are just so heavily mined. that they No actually shit. Ha- They're
1: using landmines now.
0: Yeah. I didn't and find that, that. And that is, I mean, it's contentious and I won't My- what <laughs> Uh, but but um, uh, it, it's contentious. But that's one of the reasons why the Ukrainians sought cluster weapons because it's a very easy and quick way of, of removing clearing of mines. mines yeah.
1: Fuck. Because I was going to say like the cluster mine, the cluster weapon thing really does take away a lot of the um, the you know like the, the moral high ground. But shit, well, the Russians I mean- used
0: them. The Russians used them on, well, on civilian populations did. and 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 uh, the Ukrainian military. That's um, fucking disgusting. It, it, and, and don't think for a moment that I'm naive enough to believe the Ukrainians won't use them on Russian. Um, Well, I mean, look. On Russian troops. um, Yeah, well, I mean. They have they have agreed to certain uh, uh, limitations about using cl- cluster weapons.
1: Well, if the, if the Russians are in Ukraine, they're probably there for a reason, right? They're not invading the other country. Anyway, so look, I'm just going to give it a sidebar on this, which is that Motorola chips were used in landmines found in Cambodia. I think actually Bob Ellis told me this a long time ago, but it was also a really hot topic in these sort of left-wing conspiracy circles back in sort of my day when I was a bit of a cooker, you know, when jet fuel didn't melt steel beams and all that sort of shit. But the amazing thing that I found out today as I was researching this, because this triggered off a bit of a memory thing, is that it turns out that Motorola selling these 10-cent chips that unintentionally turned out to be used in landmines were horrified by the discovery and just threw endless amounts of money into anti-landmine organisations
0: yeah a bit of corporate conscience I like that um
1: i but, used to rail on about Motorola I was watching, being a landmine company i was watching All some footage
0: time. i was just watching some footage of the ukrainian ca- counteroffensive and this long process of of landmine clearing and there was a soldier walking through a, a, a trench who stepped on a anti-personnel mine so that's disapp- that's opposed Don't to look at uh, that um uh, landmines that are bigger and nastier than blow up uh, vehicles so he stepped on it and he just kept going and the thing blew up and he just It sort of just blew him away, but it didn't. It didn't. He wasn't injured. That's insane. It was was quite crazy. Uh, And one
1: thing that's interesting about it, because of the international conventions, a lot of these landmines are from the early nineties, when that was like somewhat okay. Um, So you'll find a lot of these things will have like old fuses and like sort of that somewhat like you know past their expiry date. But even then, I mean, dude, like come on, they're fucking landmines. they are
0: still playing with claymores. They do
1: not discriminate. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Look, Wagner's presence in Libya uh, has two objectives. It's and very active in Africa, but Libya is a hotbed of extremism and warlordism and all sorts of chaos. Well the and Americans
1: stabilize the fuck out of it with getting rid of Gaddafi, but yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. and, and non- getting
0: rid of Gaddafi was a good thing, like getting rid of Saddam Hussein was a good thing, but then you have a vacuum. vacuum. And, and vacuums and, and are and bad. Have, and vacuums never end <laughs> so never bad. end well. Uh, uh, so when we get when we look at Wagner's presence in Libya, it has two objectives. Money is one, but the other is to control oil output. Um, one of the things that kept Gaddafi in power for for, for decades was you know, oil wealth. Oil, um, yeah. N- NATO countries looking to reduce reliance on Russian resources find resistance in opening up the tap in Libya because Wagner is behind the controls on many strategic reserves deep in conflicted territories. Due to a vested interest in keeping conflicts active, uh, Wagner actively destabilizes the country, it must be said, just as the US has done in a million instances. Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, this isn't new. PMCs and mercenaries have been a thing since the ancient Egyptians, but Wagner's mix of recklessness, stupidity, and sociopathy really take it to a different place.
1: Yeah. And that's like I was I was saying, you know, not referring to a lot of war crimes that are just really quite triggering and awful. But that's what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, so, look, it's really hard to say exactly how much Wagner makes from these sort of extracurricular activities they get up to, but according to a podcast I was listening to, a shipment of cookies, of all things, or, or something similar, I think it may have been one of those like vague anecdotes, but let's just go on the anecdotal level here, was inspected coming out of Sudan because they don't, fucking export cookies on planes. They're not,
0: they're not known for their cookies.
1: They, they're not cookie merchants. So it set off a bit of a red flag and the inspectors boarded the plane. And let's face it, the reason why they were exporting cookies, because they're idiots. These Russians are not smart. So the inspectors brought the plane and they found boxes of cookies, of course, yeah, as you do, and underneath them, barely concealed, were bars of gold. Mm. And they were being smuggled out of the country, exempt from local taxes, royalties, and all sorts of conditions that apply to gold exports. They're quite onerous and they're quite expensive. The undocumented nature of this sort of take of the natural resources of an area just yeah. adds that extra layer of mystery into this Wagner story that none really knows how much money they've extorted from these areas and how
0: Billions Billions oh, it,
1: it, It's absolutely the fucking billions but oh. another vague but significant number which might give you a bit of an idea of how ridiculous it is in the billions 25% which is the amount that Wagner would get for any oil and gas fields that Wagner would either claim or protect from ISIS sources in Syria. Mm. I mean, that's so much money. And the company that takes a cut, Evropolis Limited, is owned by Prigozhin. I mean, this is according to US Treasury documents I dug up today on the train. But like, how much of that goes to Wagner, how much of that goes to Kremlin, and how much of that goes to Prigozhin's back pocket, I just- it didn't say.
0: I don't know. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get to where Prigozhin is uh, um, shortly. Um, but his house, uh, is a substantial house with a helipad, t- um, tennis court, swimming He's pool, etc. He's got a bit of dough. He doesn't need uh, a tenner. Uh, well, He'll he, be fine. He, he did have. I think we start. We, we should almost be talking about him in the past tense. Um, but Yes, <laughs> yeah. extremely wealthy. Very and of course, plausible. The, the raid on his house was filmed and has been run through Russian media over and over again to yes. say. This man's a thief. Oh, my God. We didn't know. Um, oh, my God. But now we realize this man was a thief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the feather in Pregosin's cap is the internet research agency known as a troll farm. It's most famous for bombarding social media with pro-Trump messaging to help Hillary Clinton clinch a stunning defeat defeat from the jaws of victory and install an actual idiot as the President of the United States of America in 2016. In fact, Mm -hmm. there are warrants uh, out for DOJ, uh, warrants out for Bregosan's arrest in regard to uh, uh, election tampering. Uh, He and 11 other Russians linked to the Internet Research Agency uh, were issued those warrants for arrest after the Mueller report was released. But the Internet Research agency isn't just all about 4chan and Twitter and red pilling idiot Westerners, although that does happen. It the does. online disinformation machine is also active in African nations, including Mozambique, Madagascar, Mali, and Zimbabwe.
1: Yeah, look, I must say the IRA has done not the IRA but the you know Internet Research Agency yes. has done an incredible job of planting doubt in the minds of Westerners when it comes to the invasion of Ukraine. Very I good mean, at propaganda. And like, like, they're using the traditionally gullible conspiracy theory space. And that is so clever. But, I mean, like, it's obvious, but it's also not. And this is clearly due to their mistrust of reputable sources so they can dismiss anything from the BBC that's, you know, telling the truth. And their addiction to counter-narratives. So you just yeah. counter-narrative anything from the mainstream media and they'll just lap it up like dogs because they see it they as a rebellion and it's quite bizarrely enabling for them. This is the thing, though, you know, it has worked outside of this because you've got these sort of traditionally anti-NATO types like Jeremy Corbyn. They're not these conspiracy theorists. The guy was like fucking, you know, almost the – well, he was the leader of the Labor Party. He was almost the, the, the prime minister. Well, not yeah, almost, okay. actually. Yes, he was. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got pretty thrashed. But either way, you've got these tanky types who are totally Putin-pilled and you start to yeah. wonder – I mean, fuck, like, you know, how effective is this shit?
0: They'll they'll tell you they they dislike Putin but they dislike NATO more and Mm -hmm. that's the thing. As a side note and a bit of a hat tip, the Russians have done an incredible job on planting disinformation and motivating people to spread it themselves. With a dogmatic sense of urgency to tell everyone everywhere how Ukrainians are actually the bad guys. Terrible. They were invaded. The Ukrainians were invaded. Yeah, we saw but they're it with their mountains. own eyes. The cities were bombed. There were they're missiles the dispatched to kill civilians. Never happened. But they're the bad guys, apparently. It's, it's just amazing work to, act, to be able to spin that around. The LA Times reported on a finding by Meta, Facebook's parent company. The Chinese disinformation campaign simply attempting to polarise American voters often made clumsy English language mistakes and post during Chinese working hours, the Russians, as dopey as the boots on the ground are, have done an incredible job in comparison. So well done, guys. You've made everyone go fucking mental.
1: They've done a really good job. So, look, that there is like Wagner and Bragos in a nutshell, you know, but let's crack on with the juicy stuff because this is the recent stuff, the mutiny the shit that happened recently, on the doorstep, the absolute fucking balls on a man who thought it was prudent to fuck with Putin.
0: Yeah, Not it probably smart. hasn't ended all that well for him. I Look, don't more think More than it two has. weeks after Wagner Group's failed march on Moscow that saw its leader, Yevgeny. it's actually spelled Y-E-V-G-E-N-I-Y. I don't know whether, really? that's, whether that creates an Evgeny. Um, I saw another Grigosi. spelling
1: today as well. Yeah, there are alternate spellings. It probably goes with the man.
0: He was supposed to be placed in exile in Belarus. We might remember this. Mm -hmm. And and then I had a recurring image of him strolling around his new apartment, possibly in Minsk, in one of those tiresome renovation shows on TV. Wow, floor-to-ceiling windows. And look, a range of herbal teas. This place is great. What could possibly go wrong? Putin has said he can forgive almost anything besides treachery. He was asked this in an interview. What can you do? Can you forgive? He says, yes, I can forgive. I can forgive almost anything besides treachery. Mm. But he let Progozin walk. That's yeah. what we thought. That's what we led to well, it believe. It
1: was led to believe. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Despite knowing that Wagner fighters began a march to Moscow and shot down six Russian aircraft, five helicopters and – an illusion an illusion uh, 222m Coot aerial command post until they pulled up This 13 russian crew died in the attacks
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't bloodless that's for damn sure so look when it comes down to it People will say that Putin's Bond villain is probably safer now, mm. uh, but I mean, it's getting less and less likely that's real. I mean, there's no official line yet. He was meant to have gone off to, you know, a farm up north, uh, up in what yeah, Belarus or Minsk. it's a long way away
0: that, uh, that uh, you just can't quite get to, but uh, he's it gone to the farm north and he's, he's living in a big paddock. He's
1: It does feel like that joke is actually kind of real. I think maybe he's gone to a farm up north.
0: Yeah, we've got some updates on all of that. But look, regardless, no one will be be selling life insurance to Prigozian. And he's arguably... The worst man in the world. Possibly, well,
1: he did sue that journalist, which is pretty bad.
0: Uh, possibly Putin would be, but I'm going to go for Prigozhin and come yeah, in a close second yeah, if indeed that's, that's... he is alive, because we know now. What about
1: Joseph Kony? I mean, that Prigo.
0: <laughs>
1: think about that.
0: We we know. I sent you a video. We know now that Prigozhin did not go into exile in Belarus, whose yep. president Alexander Lukashenko told a porky. Who'd oh. have thought? Who would, Who would have thought Lukashenko would lie? I mean, it's often said, you know, when Putin's lying because he's, you know, his lips are moving. Uh, <laughs> with, with Lukashenko, it's just a little twiddle of that moustache of his. Mm-hmm. Prigozhin, it seems, remained in Russia. Ooh. Russian media reported a meeting between Putin and the Wagner boss five days after Putin had called him treasonous. You know, Oof. treasonous. And you will pay. You will be punished. That's it what he d- said publicly on Russian television. And then they had a meeting five days oh. later where sandwiches? they all had a bit of a chat. It all went rather well, according to RT. Uh, everything was forgiven. Oh, good. And patently, that's bullshit. Prigozian yeah. is either dead or in jail. Fair. Not for him, the defenestration or hanging from a tree in Red Square because there remain thousands of soldiers loyal to him he's been either quietly disposed of or sitting in a very, very deep hole in the ground with bars on the top.
1: And for those who don't have a convenient friend like Tom Ellis who tell them what defenestration means, because he did when I was like 12, it was his little internet nickname,
0: that is being thrown through a window. Thrown through a window. (laughs) Who can forget forget the defenestration of Prague?
1: But let's face it,
0: he's living on borrowed time. I mean, like all jokes aside,
1: well, exactly, it's just – The ball's on you fucking with Putin. So Wagner's soldiers on the Ukrainian border... They've basically been absorbed by this sort of great Russian military by an enforced contract signing thing. It's a, you know, you have to sign up to be in us now. But since the Wagner Group has been sort of absorbed into the Russian military, NBC News has reported this sort of purge of Wagner Groups from the Central African Republic. Now, I personally thought that this meant they were thrown into some wood chipper somewhere because, I mean, purge, what does a purge mean? I mean, like you can fucking kill them all, right? But apparently- generally. To kill yeah, well, it just fucking sounds like it to me. And let's face it, these people aren't beyond that. But apparently it appears about 600 troops have been spotted flying out of the capital of the Central African Republic and Bangui. I don't know how to pronounce that. To after, having,
0: having, after having stripped the place blind, Well, yes, of course. It's, it's where they've probably done the work the most. Well, they're fun, actually doing – um, they're, they're
1: taking timber from um, from that area. That's, that's the, the resource they're stealing. So since the mutiny in Moscow, it – Is said that Wagner troops are refusing to work under the Russian military defense, uh, Russian uh, Ministry of uh, Defense, uh, who Brugosin has uh, sort of taken shots at in public. And not literally taken shots at, but like claims of corruption, incompetence, uh, and some of which was the sort of basis of the march on Moscow in the first place. I mean, this may well be sort of deeply entrenched in the Wagner ranks because. These Wagner soldiers have been listening to this stuff from Pogosian saying that the ministry is corrupt. Don't trust them. Well, I mean, they're your yeah. new boss, right? Are you going to resign? What are you going to do? So, other <laughs> also, you might not be getting the same pay. I mean, like, you know, maybe some of these guys were getting a cut of the cut, right? Who knows? So, other reports claim that nothing has changed and nothing will change, except maybe the name of the Wagner group. So they're just going to keep the status quo going, but they'll call it something else. Something else PMC. Yeah. And look, I know I know you're a big fan of rebranding. Uh, I listened yeah. to Jacks recently. You're a big fan of rebranding.
0: Uh, well, the, the the coffee crisp has become the uh, has become now the Chiquita. Oh, good, think, or something yes. like that. Yes, yes, um, <laughs> something like that. And it's been it's been wonderful for well, sales. So that's what's we've happened. All, we've all benefited um, from it. Bragozin's place has been raided. He's been made to look ridiculous. This is why we know he's been incarcerated. Uh, that he was, you know, photographed wearing. Really bad wigs and and a facial merkin, you know. Just that's that's the idea. The idea is to humiliate him. Also, then to just go, look at all the gold he's got here. He's been stealing. Um, So, so basically. A Wagner Group, according to Putin, and just this has just been reported today as we as we record, uh, what is it, the fourteenth, uh, fourteenth uh, uh, of July? Uh, he has said that that Wagner no longer exists. Ah, uh, yes. But that doesn't mean it's stopped. It just means it's going to be called something else. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's textbook stuff. So, look at the end of the day. Sergei Lavrov wants the rivers of gold to keep flowing in these cookie boxes from African nations with gold underneath. You know, whatever you want to fucking call it. Uh, these Russian mercenaries—they're likely to stick around in Africa because they're causing shit. They're charging money to basically fix they're problems that they've caused. This is a—it's—it's it's a good business model. Why would you stop this?
0: Yeah, and and if anything, Russia is cash poor. Look, um, it's, it's bringing money a, as in a result of sanctions. They're bringing planes so, of gold in. They're just not going to be able to buy things with them. Well, true. A, that's that's the difficulty of, with 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 sanctions. But that just means that Putin will have more and more. And there are a couple of things to, to talk about here. Firstly, we have this sort of tedious uh, conversations about who the wealthiest man in the world is. Uh, whether it's Elon Musk, it's not now. Yeah. Uh, whether it's uh, Amazon dude, or whether yeah, it's uh, someone else, um, Gates, or yeah, uh, but it's not. That Larry uh, not in by there uh, Vladimir Putin is the world's wealthiest yeah. man. Simply we just no don't doubt. know about it, and he would l- very likely be something somewhere near a bit a trillionaire. Fuck um, that. <coughs> that's the first one that we've ever seen. Now, uh, there's another. There's another thing that we really want to look at here, and we just have to remind ourselves that that Wagner is is not a group of mercenaries. It is, but it isn't. Uh, it is really just a, 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 a an international criminal cartel. Yeah, that is beyond the reach, really, of of law enforcement yep.
1: anyway. Yeah, and they take they go to places with no laws. I mean, they're the they're the libertarian champions at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and they're, and they and they're ripping off some of the poorest economies. It's the, the market at work, you yeah. know. Look, it's springtime for glaziers in Moscow. We've known that for a little while, <laughs> and possibly also Minsk, as Putin lines a few suspects up against the wall and has them answer some difficult questions in trying conditions about what they knew and when. Putin will want to know who, if any, in the Kremlin, or more broadly in the Silovik—that that is what is the, that is what the Russians call their military and law enforcement networks, it's called the silovik and who among them supported Prigozhin or knew of what Prigozhin called the Freedom March. And you can see why cookers love (laughs) them.
1: Yeah, because they just put freedom on things and it makes sense. So, look, when it comes down to it, Prigozian's home in St. Petersburg was raided. And this is such an important thing because there was all manner of weather found You see these things where Prigozhin was photographed wearing bad wigs. As we said before, these sort of facial merkins that make him look like a fucking moron. This is just a way of denouncing. It This is the
0: Russian way of denouncing. So you go in there,
1: you see the cash bundles, you see the gold, and you see this guy as being a criminal because this is what happens with criminals. You take photos of their stash and you look shitty. Putin being one of the richest men alive with crypts of this stuff, is being held as a, a, you know, a leader of a country, whereas goes' a common criminal because of the narrative they put across. He's a thief. And a weird guy uh, who will wear a fucking, like, pube wig to get past a boundary.
0: To escape. Yeah, exactly. To, to, it, to escape.
1: He's a fugitive already by this narrative. It's really important to show this... Dopey propagandising.
0: Russia is really just a, a very, very difficult to, country to understand. I've I, I read a lot of Russian history. Um, it, it, it is a very different place. Also, it has been widely reported that a Russian general with strong links to Prigozhin and Wagner, Sergei Surovikin, a deputy commander on the Ukrainian front, has disappeared. Official reports say Surovikin is resting. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having a bit of a lie down. Very tired. Resting possibly in peace. He's been very busy. Uh, Putin's not even bothering to make his purges look like accidents anymore, you know. (laughs) People aren't falling out of windows anymore. (laughs) They're just Mm, mm, mm. having a bit of a rest, having a bit of a lie down. No,
1: having having a nap. It's a weekend at Bernie's, uh, but uh, weekend at Bernie's. That was German. (laughs) What the
0: fuck am I doing? Whether it's Prigozhin or Surovikin, the words of Pete Clemenza in The Godfather come to mind. Right. Remember when he was making up a sauce, you know, uh, and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, James Kahn, Sonny asked him about um, uh, 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 about the driver, um, and and he says, "Oh, we won't be seeing him around no more." So that's what <laughs> that's where we are with Prigozhin and Surovikin. You know, in the words of Fat Pete Clemenza,
1: no one is quite sure how much Putin has been weakened by this. Uh, And we'll take a look at that shortly, but uh, the answer lies in the Russian military and how it copes with the Ukrainian counteroffensive, which they didn't even expect to exist, really. It was meant to be for days.
0: Well, it was, yeah, it was, the war was supposed to be over in a week. Yeah, uh, Rings and, of the past
1: it, with it, Iraq and whatnot, let's face it.
0: And, and it raises all sorts of problems because the Ukra- it raises all sorts of questions. The Ukrainian can be a good defensive force, but can it be a good counter-attacking force? And maybe uh, Russia and,
1: suck as an defensive force.
0: And, and what's going to happen with the morale of the military? Look, Putin has been weakened. There is no metric for dictators other than in power or out of it. But we will soon see signs, trip and fall accidents, you know, <laughs> people having a long lie down, generals having a bit of a life down or, or, a, or a flight to safe haven. And we'll talk about one shortly. What is known is Putin's grip on power is loosened and cookers simply don't know whether to shit or go blind.
1: Oh, there's confusion at the I mean, look, there's, there's so much more. We I may mean, do a premium on this because the takes are fucking extensive, but they – a lengthy and kind of annoying, but this is a short and sweet one because our good friend Guru is, if anything, beautifully short and sweet. He has ADHD if he has anything. And oh, he yeah. said this week that Joe Biden had been arrested. What? Good. Well, yeah. no, you, think, no, you
0: think that would make the news?
1: Well, no, no, he couldn't confirm it, but it was no, apparently yeah, the couldn't. word around the traps because uh, you know he's heard things from his connections, like like Baba has connections, like Baba,
0: yeah, yeah, his contacts. Yeah. That's
1: a, that's actually a reference to our uh, preview episode. Anyway, we did mm. we did we did a header today, but the the forty six POTUS is apparently under arrest, yeah. but a, like no one's noticed.
0: Yeah, so they got it's a odd. body
1: double. Odd. They've told the body double a bunch of stuff about Amtrak and now no one's noticed.
0: You're walking the wrong way. You've got to be more stilted like you have just had a stroke. Exactly, Um, yeah. (laughs) You've got to say
1: things like, I like catching the train and more beans. Thanks, mum. Like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up idiot.
0: Shut up, Guru. Shut idiot. up, you idiot. 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 Idiot.
1: But meanwhile, the hard left and the hard right, they were left stunned, uh, almost in fucking theatre because the horseshoe theory is real, rendered silent and morose until they could make sense of it by clutching onto their little conspiracy theory comfort blankets. This one's weighted. Sorry, but look, tankies are going to tank and fucking these people are just so fucking predictable. And look, They also really like buying like a mystery cures for everything, including their emotional insecurity. So the first 12 hours of this situation were honestly spectacular. And we we, we watched them with that sort of bait of breath as this Wagner group like just stampede His army, yeah. Probably like like maybe like is it fifteen thousand? Well, they said
0: twenty five. It's probably not as many. Twenty five thousand. So what? Cook them out. Probably not as many. Yeah. Probably half it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, well, look, I'll go with fifteen if you want to. But uh, yeah, I, I heard somewhere around there. I heard a lot of numbers. But either way, no one was able to stop them because whether you say fifteen or twenty five, there was no counter number. There was no. no, like, VicPol number.
0: They're shooting planes out of the air, shooting choppers out of the, the air, air yeah. and on their way to Moscow, and no one was going to stop them. They're, like, apparently what was happening is they were, like, making
1: these defensive positions on, like, bridges and highways oh, no, into were, the capital.
0: Tank, tanks were rolling in the streets of Moscow.
1: And they're, like, putting, like, you know, like, a, like you know, like spikes on the road and shit, yeah. you know, like trying to, like, stop this thing with, like, random defensive yeah. measures. Like, it is, it's pretty fucking dire. Yeah,
0: if you if you pull the old, um, you know, spikes across the road thing, you know, you're going to get a fl- few flat tyres, but then there's some heavily armed goons who are just going to get out and go walking anyway.
1: You know? Yeah, it, 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 there was a lot to be concerned about. So, look, okay, so we've spoken at length about the link between cookers and their love for Putin, and it's so inexplicable. It's a strange thing, but it is worth mapping because when you look at it, Putin is overtly at least – religious, and we don't think about this enough. Onegs, God, hoodie, God, guru, God. All of our homegrown cookers are all about goddamn God. This guy does the same thing. Well, eh, eh, on face value. Maybe he's one of us. Well, he belongs on the Russian Orthodox Church thing. I mean, like, look, this might be the same thing as Obama, who I swear to God is a fucking atheist, but swears to God that he's not. Uh, But it gives... Him such a big tick from the Bible bashers because yep. what he does is he gives this beautiful endorphin kick to fuck with to hate LGBTQI folk because he hates them too. And he's ticking all these sort of boxes on this like cookers hard men list. They love alpha males. They get boners for this power complex. And here's this guy who just ticks all those fucking boxes. I mean, it's a no, fucking no-brainer, right? But of course, for all their babble about freedom, let's not forget that hard men are the antithesis of freedom. And they They actually love fucking tyrants. They love to- and who's a bigger tyrant than Putin? Spots.
0: Look, he also, if we're looking for that connection with the with the fringe right, he also hates LGBTQI. So if you really wanted a definition, you know, aside from how cookers interpret and perceive him, what we're looking at with Putin, and and this is sometime the, you know, op-ed discussion, is he a communist? Is he sort of a figure? Oh, is he this, that, the other communists? thing, blah, blah, blah. Or Is he sort of a czarist Russian? It, it, it's, he's neither of those things. He's a kleptocrat. He's yeah, exactly, a fucking yeah. th- thief, it's on, a thief. On, a, on, a, on a scale that's almost unimaginable.
1: And that's why his military sucks, because he siphoned all the money for himself.
0: Yeah.
1: 100%. Pathetic.
0: Yeah, look, uh, look, and, and, and but the cookers just couldn't stand it because their, their hero was staring down the pointy end of a fully-blown coup. That's it. And hard left. They were completely befuddled too. They, they pretended to despise Putin. Well, they genuflect to him, leftists like Jeremy Corbyn had been demanding NATO stop supplying the Ukrainians with munitions. But in that 12-hour moment while Wagner got to within striking distance of Moscow, uh, around about 400 kilometres, take the day,
1: That's close enough.
0: It was panic stations all around. Beds were shit in. Pants were very, very wet. <laughs> and in their own backyard, who can forget it, Simeon, The Aussie Cossack Boykoff. I was watching him while all of this was unfolding. He's holed up in the Russian consulate in Double Bay, in Sydney's East. Of course, as we know, evading a jail sentence after having been convicted of assault occasioning bodily harm of a seventy-two-year-old man. Seventy-two. Yes, seventy-two. A septuagenarian. Seventy-two. In December last year. Uh, 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 the, Simeon assumed the role the role of Corporal Jones from Dad's Army. I don't know if you guys remember this may be an old cultural reference. maybe you're
1: 72 <laughs> <I'm>
0: getting there <laughs> uh, so, you know it's an, I'm an old man so it kind of works you know don't panic don't panic don't no don't panic don't panic and yeah. that's what that's what Simeon was doing.
1: Well, what he said was, to clear some questions, no, no coup was announced. No, there was no coup going on right now.
0: Okay, cool. How do you fucking know? You're just an (laughs) asshole in double Bay. But if there was a coup, you're going to expand this. If there was a coup, Putin gets knocked off, defenestrated, out of the Kremlin, uh, and then there's a new regime in charge who who, who eventually, not immediately, no, no, but eventually, after months. eventually go. what's this fat bastard doing <laughs> at the consulate? Why is our gun? food bill at the
1: consulate really <laughs> expensive?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of borscht, a lot of yeah. borscht. That's actually yeah. really
1: low calorie. Uh, to be honest, borscht is very is. low calorie. Beets, yeah. beets,
0: and what have you. Yeah. Beets and cabbage. Yeah, you I'm not do, drinking that, purple soup. That's actually I, I a very I don't good. Don't care diet what dip. you say about it. I'm just not drinking it. Your cold shit purple will make soup. you think you're balgarter. No.
1: It's actually pretty good, but that that's just that. So look, I'm going to give you a great quote from that fucking opportunistic asshole because basically what he did was he had five bob each way. <laughs> he was like, okay, cool. So either Putin wins this or Wagner wins this. But I tell you what there's one thing I do have boxes of Wagner Group merch <laughs> in my garage so he said this on his Telegram account quote meanwhile Wagner Group t-shirts and merchandise are selling hot right now yes we ship worldwide are <laughs> <laughs> well, you gonna get your Wagner Group t-shirt from fucking Australia of all places do you understand where we are and how this works look it just sounds like Mrs. Boykov's is sitting on boxes of t-shirts in a garage a garage he probably doesn't pay Rent on in about three years and is constantly being subpoenaed for. And uh, they're about to fall in value by quite, quite a some margin. Quite yeah, a lot. Because apparently the Wagner group's out of sorts well,
0: with, with the whole Vladimir C Putin, group. Vladimir Putin has said that it doesn't exist.
1: Well, that's going to be a that problem.
0: That means, in Russian terms at least, it doesn't exist. Well, <laughs> and anyone wants to argue, there's a fucking window over there.
1: As they say, problematic.
0: It gets worse, of course, because Georgia Khan. <laughs> (laughs) Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene got on the toots and hinted that the Wagner insurrection, it wasn't a coup, it was an insurrection, and that insurrection was, in fact, due to some CIA-American deep state U.S. black ops. Uh, Ah, cool. Which you thought it might be. I'll
1: give you the quote here because this is genius. After our government has been funding a proxy war with Russia and Ukraine for over a year, I sure hope our government isn't behind a coup attempt currently happening in Russia. And that was an actual tweet that she said. That was a tweet. That That was was a tweet. While all
0: this was unfolding, it was just so beautiful. Not a skerrick of evidence, but, hey, let's just get it out there. Maybe maybe the deep state did this. Of
1: course, of course.
0: Yeah. She's been trained. I took the opportunity at the time to to look at Daily Caller, a views paper rather than a news website. It's a views paper, folks. Uh, The whole concept came up came out in the UK from the Sunday Observer who came out proudly and said, we're not a newspaper, we're, we're a, a views newspaper. paper. I and love that. And it was that. just loaded That's up fantastic. with with, uh, with, uh, with Bullshit. A. Yeah, exactly. And and Dali Caller is also a views paper website. Um, and and is owned, of course, and funded famously by Tucker Carlson. Well, there, no there is a
1: little bit of funding. I, I did recently listen to Someday Call It A Conspiracy was saying that some of the funding from Daily Caller might have come from the Koch brothers and their legacy.
0: Oh, there'd be a there'd be a rich pool of there's bastards, a, there, so of I, bastards involved. Just in worth putting in putting there putting the money I, together. There, I was listening
1: to some dare on the, on the on the works out this week, and I'm like, hold on, Daily Caller. I think there's a Coke brother in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go on, yeah, go, one, go on. Well, one of them's dead and recanted. On yes, uh, on, on apparently the deathbed. so on
1: the deathbed. Yeah, that's mm. a, actually we should cover that sometime.
0: We should. That's a really interesting thing. Because uh, they've been very, very active through the Heritage Foundation and what have you. Thank you um, very much. Uh, have. But Tucker Carlson is reputed to uh, to be involved in Daily Caller, the, the founder of Daily Caller. And of course, Here's a noted Russophile, and oh, yes. uh, Putin appeaser. And on Tucker's views paper online, views paper. there was a brief mention of it on Saturday night Australian Eastern Time. But the following day, it was gone. Huh? I went looking for it, and you, you we found it buried in world news rather than the front page news. You know, expected to be.
1: So instead of leading with the fact that Putin's entire situation is under fire, yeah, he buried that on the back page, and led with a story about how news court were being mean to him. (laughs) That's so upsetting. Oh.
0: You signed a non-complete course, fucko. (laughs) Did it with your own.
1: What, what did you expect? Oh, I'm going to go and start my own thing on Twitter. I'm going to go and
0: do something. Yeah, no, my News Corp made me. No, and- no,
1: Tucker, no. Like, I mean, look, I'm not exactly going to cheerlead for the fucking legal team of News Corp here, but I'm going to say that between Tucker Carlson and some random law firm like representing News Corp.
0: Who play? Who play for keeps? By the way,
1: I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. going for the other side. Like, fuck you, propagandist! You can eat shit. I'm going for the interns yeah, who are like, yeah, you, know. you signed
0: a non-complete course. <laughs> Chuck it, you scumbag! And look, you honestly, just like, learn to live with it. You got enough that's, money.
1: That's why you got
0: paid tens of billions of dollars that's while exactly you got paid. Exactly right.
1: Thank you very much. It's the market capitalism that you fucking talk about night on night that you defend to your death. Now you're being pissy about it.
0: No. <laughs> Sorry, no, not going to take mate. it. No, mate. Not, not going to take mate. it. No. Um, look, and we're missing something, of course, Joel. Can you imagine the sheer panic from friend of the podcast, Pete Evans? Oh, fuck. He was of his course. Lord, Saviour, and course. crazy cult leader. Fucking. Look staring down the barrel of a complete evisceration. Poor I love it. I
1: love it. And look when it comes down to Pete Evans, he always posts Tucker. And when he's when Tucker got off Fox News, there was a massive vacuum. His posts went just, straight just, down. Yeah. Straight, straight down.
0: But of let's he's take been a look at the pivot. radio lately, but we'll talk about that later. We will talk
1: about that later. I need to make sure that I get all the notes on that because it's a real pain in the ass. I'm not even looking at him. I'm having a bit of a brain holiday from Pete. Yeah, but let's let's pivot to Malaysia. Because by Sunday morning, Twitter boss Elon Musk... Thought the world had experienced a
0: crafty Russian psyop. Oh, that's the only way to explain it.
1: Well, Malaysian blogger Ian Miles Chong, which I'm sure a lot of you know, and if you don't, uh, probably maybe just yeah, like skip your
0: life. Is, your life is a lot better for yeah, not just knowing. Skip who like, Ian like Miles skip ninety Chong seconds.
1: Is. Just don't 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 participate. As he always does with Elon, he was agreeing like a moron yeah, yeah, and yeah. suggesting. That right. He actually knew
0: all of this. <laughs> Everything. That was a funny thing. Oh, look. He actually said, "Oh no, I already knew this was oh, a Russian psyop." Oh god, Across you guys! It. Yeah, yeah. Only that. I could oh, understand yeah. it. Yeah, there's,
1: there's no way this could ever play out any other way. And of course, this asshole then tweeted a photograph of some happy Russians in the Moscow Metro, which is uh, tattooed on uh, the uh, the Wagner founders' dick, um, <laughs> admiring their sort of beaming smiles, their happy. The happy demeanor Swirling and just saying people. That also, just by the way, there's no pride flags. Yeah. No gay shit.
0: I can guarantee yeah. our our listeners, if they haven't heard of Ian Miles Chong.
1: Oh, he's the fucking
0: worst. Don't I just go. And- don't don't Google him. Don't go. It just I guarantee you, your life will be better for skip, not skip, skip, knowing skip. who later. Just who, who skip E-Miles through jungles. this
1: bit. But for those who aren't skipping, this thing really pisses me off because he had this whole thing about women not being hot enough in video games. The guy man, looks like a fucking fish. He's, he looks he, like he a he's fish. A very unattractive. Weird man. big eyes. He looks like and like you know they say like you know don't throw like stones in glass houses. Like don't throw stones yeah, when wanna, you live in a fish tank. You fish wanna, looking fuck.
0: Shame people on their on their uh, uh, no, look, on their physical honestly, appearance. But I, I he is a very unattractive man. He's a
1: bad looking guy. And I see the merit in everyone. And to be honest, I reckon someone does because he doesn't have incel vibes. He has I've gone good enough to actually get laid vibes. And that makes me sad as well because Anyone being within a metre of him, I tell you what, I feel <laughs> well, fucking,
0: I feel bad for you. Well, the adult, <laughs> adult entertainment industry does provide. Oh,
1: God, I hope these, he's paying for it. For
0: these, sorts of, for these sorts of situations. And I
1: hope he's paying well. But, look, it was less than 10 years ago that many of those who sat on these sort of outer edges of the right wing yeah. were like sort of shrieking about the Islamification of Europe. They yeah. weren't saying it was based. They weren't saying how awesome it was to subjugate women and they were saying how terrible it was by this brown army of awful ideologues. No, they were saying there was a death of Western civilization, how progressive values were important and why weren't this being taught in schools and being enforced, almost codified and it was, it is codified. We do, we codify these ideals. But when European values such as these, such as respect for women and general just just democracy, progressive decency, yeah, democracy, these are being threatened by Putin in a way that are imperial and real. They went to water. They just fucking they melt. They
0: literally shit themselves.
1: Jellyfish. Well, They're literally. demanding that the invaded Ukraine the civilians who are massacred in airstrikes, made homeless, made fucking absolutely destitute, they should just sue for peace. They should just settle. They should cop it sweet and offer a fucking uh, a, a tuppence to get past this. Fuck off.
0: Yeah. And over on the left... Corbyn's sidekick was, went to be, used to be one of his senior advisors, Andrew Murray, a very intriguing character. And he's a leader of a Britain's Stalin cheer squad, wouldn't you know? He he actually did create, Andrew Murray, the Stalin Society Oof. because he believed that Stalin had copped a bad rap in history, you know, and and wanted to promote the the great man's um, the great man's many achievements, you know, uh, including things like housing. He said, "Well, you know, look, he did murder yeah, he over a policies, million yeah. people, and he starved nearly twenty-five million Ukrainians." But things like housing policy, mwah, second to none. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> look, so- I, I can I can definitely sympathise with that my city University days, but same time, I mean, I, I'm no tanky. I'm no yeah,
0: doubt. so Murray uh, was roused from his. We haven't heard from Corbyn at all. Cor- Corbyn hasn't said a word. A but quiet? Andrew Murray was roused, <laughs> roused to post um, just after uh, after the uh, the attempted insurrection, and and reaffirmed that a ceasefire was now even more important than it was before Wagner oh, started good. shooting down Russian aircraft. Good, and then signed off calling for donations. Donations oh, for what? Ukrainian refugees, <laughs> displaced and traumatised by war. No, no. maybe cool. Maybe Jeremy needs a new office chair.
1: Yeah, I mean, like really vague, vague middle class nonsense. I got to tell you,
0: the hard left have always been appeasers. Uh, <throat> yeah. uh, and I just want to read something here now, Joel. Let, let me just take this. In whose interest is this war being fought? This is this is from uh, this is from an article. In whose interest is this war being fought? For what ends is this war being fought? Is the continuance of this war in the interests of the working people? Now, that might sound like some of the stop the war rhetoric from Corbyn and Murray and co, but it comes from the pen of Rajani Palm Dutt, editor of the Workers Weekly and general secretary of the Communist Party of Great Britain, a Stalin apologist to the day he died in 1974. (laughs) Housing policy, No. Uh, (laughs) Dutt wrote those words, in whose interest is this war being fought, for what ends is this war being fought, is the continuance of this war in the interest of the working people. He wrote those words two months after the Nazi invasion of Poland and after Chamberlain had declared war on Germany. Chamberlain was an appeaser, but at least Chamberlain knew when enough was enough. Um, The hard left hasn't budged an inch since 1939, and like the hard right, they hate NATO and the US. They despise European values and deep down hanker for a hard man to rule us all. You have been listening to the Condition Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, and Joel Hill. Jack can be found on Twitter. At, uh, I'll let on you do that, Jack the
1: Insider. Well, I mean, look, let, let's face it. Uh, you can say that you can find Jack on Twitter on at Jack the Insider, but you can't really find me on Crunchy Moses with a K because right. I'm actually search banned on uh, Twitter. Maybe that's changed um, since I stopped logging in, um, but I don't really use it anymore. Look, if you want to follow me on Twitter, please do. That's fine. Crunchy Moses with the K. Um, it's a thing, but I just I hate it so much there. But we do yeah. have a Patreon.
0: Yeah, we do have a Patreon to help keep this sustainable. It's bloody time consuming, and we still have to pay the rent, help <laughs> keep the lights light. on. It's and please so listeners, don't forget our Vanuatu building That's appeal. The
1: That's the one. That's the one. And look, as we didn't say we we're gonna put the hat away, but for as little as five dollars a month, you get access to all sorts of bonus stuff put a lot of work into it. There's a whole back catalog. It's pretty funny. I mean, there's a whole thing, like the people's treaty was really funny. There's things that are worth doing. We've been doing this for a couple of years. Treat yourself, treat yourself.
0: Yeah, and finally all feedback, tips and death threats should be sent to the Conditional Release Program at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, even just to tell us that Yevgeny Pragozin answered your ad on Flatfinders and has moved into your second bedroom. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he, he's just got
1: the greatest stories. He's so wacky. <laughs>
0: I do love his wigs.
1: He's so well-travelled.
0: <laughs> I do love his wigs. We're, we're sharing wigs. Oh,
1: well, Of course. Of course. Merkins, yeah. as one would say. Merkins,
0: yeah, you gotta, you got to love a good Merkin. Yeah, Thanks, so there listeners. you go, listeners. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Thanks for your patience. Love your work. See ya. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me. You guys are fine!